In this week's episode of The Stack, we're going to break down all of the big updates from the Google I.O. conference. <laughs> so we're mixing this up with a new format, new music. What do you I like think, it. Ryan? I like it. Yeah. The the name of the track is Da Funky Rapsta. It is Da Funky. <laughs> I, I was telling Sean when, when Ryan first played it, it just it made me smile. Nothing just instantly makes me smile. Not even a person. Like no like this is beautiful. Did you want to get out of your seat and start dancing? I, I don't dance. <laughs> no. But you're not gonna dance at my wedding? I'll do like I'll do the white person walk up to the dance floor, but then like I won't actually <laughs> dance. Okay. I'm not a big dancer either. Like I will I will probably rock back and forth. I feel like you're a, to a slow yeah. tune, but other than that, I'll be. I feel like you're a big dad dancer. I'm going to do the, uh, whatever this is. The Macarena? No, the thing where you oh, roll your hands. Oh, oh I don't know what that mm. is. I don't know. So, um, <laughs> we are lame. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning into the stack, uh, each week we kind of break down a lot of the big updates in the marketing world or the, the sales world. Um, and, uh, basically tell you what you need to know, uh, try to keep you up to speed and give you some tips. And this week we are talking exclusively about the Google IO conference or Google IO. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no? Nope. Do, they, do you think they debated like calling it that? Let's I, call it Google IO. They de- Google. Did Google-io. you guys ever see that movie? The, uh, the interns or whatever. They, I they talk, they talk no. about Googliness yeah. cause they intern at Google. I don't know. Side note. Never mind. Okay. Google and, and next week we'll have, um, it, it's actually happening today. It's the second day. It's the uh, big marketing conference that Google offers. So this is kind of like their tech conference where they talk about like innovations in search and it's like they're different, you know, home de- smart devices, Chrome. When but, is the develop, the developers, conf- the, the develop, developer conference? It didn't already happen this year, did it? No. Is that different than IO? I think so. I think it's. I think it's a completely different thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but they, they, you get a lot of good stuff out of this, and and this year is uh, definitely the the same. Um, so we've got some some new things coming in. The you know that's going to impact us in the SEO world. I was um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're gonna boil it down. We're gonna simplify it for you. So um, in the show notes, you'll get a link to everything we're going to talk about. You can watch some of these sessions. Um, so would encourage you to do that because you'll pick up a whole bunch of stuff. But we're going we're gonna to at least give you some of the key takeaways here. And um, the updates were stemming from different sessions that happened throughout the day. Um, and I think the, the big one for marketers and webmasters and SEO people was the uh, State of the Union Google search session. Yeah. Um, but the way we're going to actually walk through these is we're going to reference an article from DeepCrawl because um, they did a really, really nice job summing all of this up for us. And rather than uh, try to take our own stab at it, we're just going to use your outline because they, they just did such a nice job. They crushed it. Yeah. So the first one, like I said, was State of the Union Google Search with John Mueller and Martin Split. Uh, if you haven't seen Martin Split's videos on JavaScript and SEO, definitely recommend watching those. They're really good. They're really good. I thought he was a really good speaker. He did a couple yeah, different sessions. Great. He was a, he was a pretty good speaker. And he has fun purple hair. Yeah, he, he does. does. Yeah, he and does. he wears that uh, octopus really, hat. Oh, I actually really like the that the Google logo on his shirt. Yeah, how do we yeah. get those T-shirts? <laughs> I but I wish I had an accent like that. What, not, he's I, it's kind of Swedish. 
I think thought it was yeah. real. Okay, I'm not going to say what I thought it was then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I don't know. I'm not good on a, an accents, but it's a fun one. Um, but uh, you know, they they some of this was just a recap of things that have been announced in recent months. Um, but the really really big announcement there was that Googlebot, which is the the crawler that yep. Google uses to crawl the billions of websites uh, that are out there on the web, um, is now using the latest version of Chrome. And what that means is it supports all the latest and greatest features that your desktop browser uses. Um, whereas up until a few weeks ago, it was running on a really outdated version of Chrome. 41. Yeah. To yeah. Be exact. Which, um, if you do look at, uh, it's still uh, processing pages mm -hmm. as that same crawler. Because oh, it, right. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't want to break uh Yeah, because your, some your people will like, you know, explicitly state that only certain right uh, agents will, you know, are able to crawl and yeah, they didn't wanna they didn't wanna break things on people. For the for the tech savvy people, that's if you see it, that's why. Yeah, yeah. But um really what this means, I, I guess it means a few things. One is that Google is getting better at understanding JavaScript each and every day. So that means you have to worry less about whether or not your website is going to be something that Google can understand. You do still have to worry about that. Like, don't get me wrong, but um, if you're making an enhancement that's good for your, your users, Google is increasingly able to support those things. Whereas historically, um, you may want to do something that's really cool for your users, but then you had to say, well, if we do that, Google's not going to be able to crawl our content. And, you know. I think one of the, the really important things is making sure that it's right. Like it has to be implemented correctly. That's right. That will always be important. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be sloppy if there's all sorts of errors popping up. You're still gonna have big problems. And and still today, using JavaScript is you still have to be very careful with it because it still can slow down your ability to rank. And um, Google's really sophisticated, but a lot of the other search engines aren't. Yeah. Right. By comparison, at least. Um, but they're making big enhancements. Hopefully, uh, some of the other search engines will do the same in the near future. Um, but the other cool part of that is it is evergreen, meaning they're going to continue to update it. So as new releases are um, announced for Chrome, those releases are going to be reflected in, in Googlebot as well. So good stuff. Good yep. stuff. The other big one here was connected to image search. And Tim, you spent a little time going yeah, through that today, um, right? it, I mean, they had a couple of, of announcements related to, to the image search. But the one that I'm really excited about is this new opt-in program for um, websites that make use of higher resolution images. Yeah. Where if, you know, if you have, if you, if you use higher resolution images on your website, um, there's some special markup that you can put in place. And it's not yet supported, but once it is supported, some special markup you put in place and it allows Google image search to pull that higher resolution image in, you know, into the search results. And it naturally takes up a little bit more real estate. It, it shows as being more prominent. Um, I think it'll have some major impacts on click through. Yeah. And like if you're in a business where your images are kind of the selling thing, yep. you know, that's how people make decisions. That's how they come across you. Like let's say you're in construction or remodeling design, or architecture yeah. Or design. Yeah. Um, anything that has a strong visual component. Um, if you take advantage of this feature and you're, providing these high resolution resolution images, you can guarantee that you're going to see, you know, potentially some increased referral traffic uh, to your site, but then your images are likely to, to spread because people yep, use image search for inspiration. They put them on their Pinterest boards and so on. So um, there will be a delicate balance between that 
and you know speed considerations. Yeah, you um, still set it up the right yeah. way for sure. Uh, some other. Well, so, oh. what I would just say about this is, even though they don't support it yet, they are going to be in the very near future. Yeah. So, and they've already given um, a, a lot of detail about what that's going to look like. There's just one little missing component at the moment that they will announce in the near future, but you could still talk to your developers today and get this into the project queue and at least do some initial discovery because if you're one of the first websites to implement this, you're, you're going to benefit. Yeah. Right. And that won't be true a year from now. That's true. So one of the other big, big changes coming to slash that has already, you know, started bleeding out into, um, into image search is just the fact that there it is beginning to bring in a lot more context Mm-hmm. to the images it's no longer just um going to be image and nothing else you know there's going to be a title there's going to be some metadata that just helps the user figure out which result they actually want to click on yeah mm-hmm. um it's going to be really important just you know again making sure that every that you're formatting everything correctly when you're uploading um this stuff well i think with the high res stuff even the um the new lazy loading um all that if it, you know they were really pushing not to jump ahead, but really pushing this la- ahead. lazy loading and the structured data stuff. And I think that, you know, if you're if you're going to be using those high-res images, lazy loading is definitely something you want to focus on and mm-hmm. likely something you'll get rewarded for yeah. by Google. One thing I, I found kind of interesting in that segment is they 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 tell they <laughs> they spent some time going over some things that I would think of as being sort of basic. Um in terms of you know how to in, increase the likelihood of getting your images featured in in image search, um, which must mean that there are plenty of websites and people and businesses that are still making these mistakes. Um, just in terms of if you have uh, an image that you you want to be you know, pulled, it should be featured prominently at the top of towards the top of the page. It should include some um, some context about why someone wants to to click through. Um, you should use descriptive file names, not just random strings of numbers and letters. Um, just, you know, pretty yeah. basic adjustments can have a really major impact on whether or not your your images are getting indexed. Right. Good stuff. It's, I sh- I'm writing a LinkedIn recommendation as we're it, Sean. <laughs> re- recording, which I realize I shouldn't be doing, so <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> um, the... The other really cool thing mentioned here, Ryan, you wanna you wanna spike it out? You know what I'm referring to? No, I, I is this I, the I, shop? No, no, this is that same session. State they of search, a lot. the speed report. Oh, oh, which, oh which is yeah. covered in depth in a, another um, session as well. Um, which I maybe we should wait on that, but that it's so big, it's so important. <laughs> um, it kind of it. Th- I mean, at least for a deep crawl, they put it towards the bottom. I think it comes a little bit later. Yeah. Um, but no, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely important. Yeah, I think okay. it's going to be, I, and, and I think it's going to be useful for those people. I, I think I use Lighthouse probably every day Yep. and I'm very, yeah. I, I don't, they're making big improvements there also. That's going to come later. Um, I don't like Lighthouse right now. I'm very kind of just, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I think this speed report is really going to give people that don't have, other page speed tools like we do or like other marketing agencies, maybe like a smaller business, um, the tools it needs to, to look at the breakdown for its website and really dig in where so, they can optimize their pages. So what it does is in, in Google Search Console, which if you're not familiar with Google Search Console, like that is your window to 
what Google thinks about your website. So it's critically important that you're using Google Search Console if you're not already and that you have somebody on the team or an agency partner like really staying on top of that every single week because it has issues with your site, but it's also going to give you lots of great performance data. This is a whole new section of Google Search Console specifically focused on speed. And the beautiful thing about it is it's showing you like a big picture view of how like all of the pages on your, your site are doing and how that's trending over time. So you could see, you know, directionally, is my site getting slower? Is it getting faster? Right. Are these like, you know, investments that we're making to uh, improve performance actually paying off? Um, and once you see that trend, you could drill in and see, well, where are my slow pages? Where are my acceptable pages? Where are my fast pages? What are some of the issues contributing to those things that I might be able to cross up the list at scale? Um, so it's helpful for measuring progress. It's helpful for making the case to others that, hey, we've got a slow website. It's not just one page, right? Right. Which you could very easily assess with Lighthouse or, you know, the PageSpeed Insights tool. Like mm -hmm. this is your full freaking website. So it's a, it's a nice, nice thing. The other thing that they did in, in kind of going off the PageSpeed report is that they, they dedicated an entire session to, quote, demystifying speed tooling. And they spend, um, their names were Paul Irish and Elizabeth Sweeney. And they spent 40 minutes really breaking down the direct impact, improving your speed to your site is. And, you know, they, they had reports. I, I'm not going to go into all of them because they had a ton. Um, but they, they break it down into a 15-step process, which includes things like really understanding. So, the, like, the first step is really understanding the overview of your entire site speed. They... Talk about setting goals, uh, starting, start to diagnose specific issues, and and they go through all those steps and and how you should uh, strategically go through your page speed. So they definitely pushing, like I said before, the the structured data and uh, always pushing the page speed. Yeah, and if Google's pushing it, do it. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> the session is really good. So like I think this is one of those things where a lot of people, especially who are like into the weeds with things like like we could be. They really appreciate how important this stuff is and, and how bad the problem might be on a website, but it is really, really hard to make that case within the organization, you know, to get the higher ups to say, okay, yes, this is like a business critical thing. Um, and the session does a really nice job at, at making that business case and helping you sort of connect performance to actual dollars. Um, so if you're wondering how you can sell people on this idea, the data is going to help you, but it might be helpful to go watch the session too to to kind of see how they framed it and the steal their talking points. <laughs> did you uh, did you sign up for the beta? I did, and I'm pissed they haven't granted me. <laughs> I did. I like did it for like 20 websites too. Yeah. <laughs> so on a similar, we're gonna see a lot of red. Yeah. Know, on a similar note, I'm 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 excited about the changes that they're making to the Lighthouse reports, just because we use it yeah. so often. Like yep. the fact I actually that, didn't catch those. What are they? Well, like. Similarly, similar to how you can track performance over time, like there's a, there's a, in Search Console, there's going to be a way to do that with the Lighthouse Audit. As That's well. great. Oh yeah, it just you know it's so much simpler than keeping like a. And am I crazy, or did they also announce some new metrics? That... Um, I think so, but I can't remember what. Yeah, I, I can't confirm that. I maybe got a little too deep with some of this stuff, but just kind of going down the list. Any other big takeaways from that session? I, I will say, like, if you watch that session, it, it does give you some very kind of specific examples of things you should be thinking about. Um, so definitely recommend checking it out. And then the uh, 
was this all in that same session? Yeah. Man. Okay. So just recap. I thought we some spilled things we, over. We've yeah. talked about on um, uh, on previous episodes. Uh, Google now supports uh, how to uh, schema. So if you write a lot of how to content, mm-hmm. um, how to make banana bread. Step one. Step two. The, you know, the, there's some new ways. That's oh, a recipe, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> um, there's some new markup that will really help your content stand out in search results. And as Ryan can attest to. It's it's not yeah I, well, I, I think Q content is kind of neat I uh yeah. I, I quickly oh well, not quickly but I I tried to do the how to uh, markup the other day and it actually wasn't that difficult so there's I will provide a link somewhere in the show notes that kind of points to where I started it's it's pretty easy um so this next one is going big PWAs come to desktop and Chrome OS I know PWAs go over a lot of people's heads. How about you guys? You get the progressive PWA? web apps. Yeah. So, like a Twitter or a Facebook, where the feed right. never stops refreshing. Right. Well, yes, like that, is, example, that is like functionality example. that you could use. Um, the really the the whole idea behind some of this stuff is that you don't need to develop an app and a website where you don't have like two separate code bases. You develop it once. And it works beautifully for the web. It works beautifully as beautiful. Is that a word? Am I mixing up my words here? Beautifully. (laughs) Why doesn't that sound normal to me? Um, But it's the same thing. And you can install it on your phone. You could install it on your desktop. Um, And there's a whole bunch of benefits that go with that. So there is this big push to, you know, start leveraging these things. There's also some performance benefits to them. Um, But the updates here is that PWAs are websites with a few extra pieces they bring app-like behavior to websites and break them out the browser, giving users the best of both worlds. And now all major browsers support PWA installation, including iOS. Um, and I guess as of August 2019, Chrome will include the PWA install prompt in its Omnibox, which is their most prominent UA, UI space. So if you're a developer or if you're working with developers, you've got to be paying attention to this stuff and you know figure out if this makes sense for you. And um, it's looking more and more like an exciting thing. So um, the next session covered is building successful websites. Is that the next well, one? Yeah. So, um, well, the, yeah, the, the headline of the session was building successful websites, case studies for mature and emerging markets. I love this one because it's just really cool to see a lot of these big brands show how they are really taking performance seriously. Yep. Um, and um, and th- they really are like they've like I think Hulu is one of the. I was just gonna say yeah. Um, but they they can see the impact that performance has on like revenue, um, especially for businesses that are trying to tap into emerging markets. So in the U.S., we typically have like lightning fast speed, and you know we're on high end devices. But the rest of the world, yeah. you know aside of like the major developed countries are not there. Well, I mean, Hulu, they're making a big push in India. Yeah. So you think about not. it, there's these millions and millions of users that these companies could be acquiring, but only if their service is just as good on these, um, you know, lower end, slower connection devices. Um, so performance is critical, critical, critical for the, any, really any international business, mm-hmm. but I would say any business. Um, and they just give some really cool examples of how they're they're tackling these things. I think um, a really cool concept that they speak to a few times in each of these sessions is that 
they have a performance budget. So there's like clear, clear performance metrics. Yeah. Everything has to hit. It's like the law of the land, no exceptions. So if you want to add a new feature, if that feature slows down performance so much where like, let's say it's, you know, five beyond five seconds or something for first meaningful paint, not going to fly. Right. So like they, they really take that really seriously and, I think that's a, a good model to follow. So Pinterest, I think, in this tangible ROI section, they say interactive has to be less than six seconds on a 3G connection. There you go. Yeah. Um, Tinder is the same. I'm surprised Tinder was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, like, I'd be fast, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think. A lot of, I but, never use the thing, but. How <laughs> so do never, you know about Tinder? I've never, no, but I think Pinterest is definitely a good example of just being lightning fast. I yeah. know that they're just a superpower when it comes to social stuff. Yeah. So good example. Um, what else we got? What are some of the other cool sessions? Oh, I love this one. Google search and JavaScript. Oh God. Sites. I had to, so I had to watch this three so times. Clifford. All right. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you are not a developer, um, which I'm not, I think the first half of this might be really, really hard to watch. Um, yeah. because they are, they're, they're talking code, right? Like that is the focus of that conversation. Um, and they, they run through a lot of, um, really cool things that people are doing and, but they're through the lens of how would Google treat this? How does Google crawl and render and understand, um, websites that are using JavaScript in this way? And almost all websites use JavaScript. The use of jo JavaScript is skyrocketing. Um, so it's critically important that we know how Google's interacting with our JavaScript. Um, it was also just a very, very wholesome performance. <laughs> they, they're, they're just, yeah, they're, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. Um, but the, the second half, uh, if you are in the SEO world or if, you know, SEO is a part of your job description or you just know it's really important for your business. Um, I think it's really helpful to understand a lot of the things that they covered in that second piece. So would recommend it. Um, but the, the, the takeaways here um, are sort of some things that were covered in the earlier session. Google is continuously working to improve their systems to make JavaScript works well for SEO and for crawlers. And the new evergreen Google bot will um, continuously be updated and improved. So mm. as new features become available to developers for JavaScript, Google will be able to stay, uh, stay with it. Which they're just saying, don't be afraid of JavaScript. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Now they do have a tendency to like be like, "Oh, it's okay, they it's over, okay." Yeah, yeah they over. Yeah, there's there's always problems. So you know, test everything yourself. But um, great session. I love one example that they gave. Uh, it's connected to what to do um, if you're an e-commerce website and you have a whole lot of soft 404 errors. Um, oh, yeah. That's something that people are always really scratching their head with. They're like, "This is just how e-commerce websites work." Sometimes somebody searches something. That product doesn't exist. We got to still show them something. But Google says, no, that shouldn't be there. Mm. And they treat that as a soft 404 because it's a blank screen, you know, or it's it's got the header or the navigation, but there's no product. So they'll call it a soft 404. Um, they outline exactly what they, they think you should be doing. You may or may not agree with the recommendation, but if you are dealing with soft 404s on your website, recommend giving that a watch. I'm going to bake that into the blog post we wrote about soft 404. You, you gave a lot. You have what, yeah. three three creative fixes yeah. for uh, dealing with that issue. Yeah. Which, and here, well, they've offered a few additional ones, so we'll, we'll yeah. probably add those into that blog post. 
but uh, good session there. And then this other one, again, it, it goes much deeper onto a topic that we already touched on, which is speed. And uh, this is called Speed Tooling Demystified Performance Made Easy by Paul Arish and Elizabeth Sweeney. Um, and here too, like they really make that business case for performance and why it matters and helps you, um, runs through all the many different tools available to you to diagnose and some new troubleshoot ones. these things. Some new yeah. ones I didn't know of. So, um, they tell you like how you can benchmark performance both against your own data as well as competitors. Um, and some of the tools they mentioned in the session are Lighthouse, PageSpeed Insights, and Google Search Console. Um, and there's others there. And they go through some new uh, enhancements to Lighthouse as well. Um, digging it. Yeah. The ROI piece is really interesting. So um, they, uh, they Pinterest implemented performance budgets. So they said they had to have under 200 kilobytes of JavaScript payload. And the result was they had a time to interactive of under six seconds on a 3G connection, which is really fast compared to most websites. Yeah. Um, and that resulted in a 44% increase in revenue. Um, That's crazy. Tinder, their output was more swipes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, on, it was on, on desktop, right? Uh, was, I, I didn't realize Tinder had a desktop, a desktop app. Does it? It was something like they, they saw an increase yeah. in on, an increase in swipes on desktop compared to mobile, which just like blew my mind. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. And there's some stupid updates too. It's so like Lighthouse now has dark mode. Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I, you know, it doesn't really matter to me, but for those with um, sensitive eyes. Yeah, the ability to track field metrics over time. That's a really big one. Yeah. Um and uh oh yeah, so this is where they actually go through some new um metrics that are in development, one of which is layout stability and another is largest contentful paint, which is kind of neat. Um, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other updates in IO. Any other big ones for you guys that uh, maybe we overlooked here? I mean, one that I just find kind of interesting is the, the shift towards um, portals as opposed to... Um, Did you try it out? Iframes? No. So describe a portal, not. Tim. Well, it's it's like a website within a website. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Uh, do do you want me? Do you want me to go yeah, for okay. it, Ryan? So a portal is basically a seamless. Uh, it, there's no load time between actions on your website. It basically what's happening is it's changing the URL. Um, but there's no there's no uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, lag La time. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it's you ha in order to test it out, you have to download Google's version of the developer uh, Chrome, which I did, and quickly test it out with our Pepperland website, and it's pretty cool. But I neat. I don't I think it's very far away from ever being implemented across or being widespread. Uh, you mean? Yeah, widespread, like introduced to the Googlebot and everything like that. So I I saw the quick demo. I I haven't looked at it too closely, but it, it does seem to have some cool behavior. But the, the benefit is that instant transition, yep. right? Is yeah. It's preloading or pre-rendering the content, um, which is pretty neat. It's it's a neat thing. Yeah, yeah. Any uh, any like hardware-related things? I don't think so, right? Um, I know the Pixel, the newest Pixel's on sale. <laughs> what about like... Uh, uh, assistance getting assistant. updated. What, what's new there? Uh, so it's, I forget what they call it, something conversation, but now um, the Google Assistant is much faster. Yeah. You can have a continuous conversation about it. They do a demo on one of their phones with the Google assistant and 
you don't have to say hey Google anymore except for the first initiation, which I think is creepy. Yes, Tim. So haven't they been doing that for a while? Or maybe I'm just a beta or something. Cause I feel like that's that's on your Google Home. Yeah. Oh, I that's not for mine, no. Uh, it's not for mine either. And I gotta say, when I I don't like asking having to say hey Google yeah, and asking a bunch it's of still, questions. So like it is helpful. Right. If if you use it a lot. Yeah. Um, I have noticed that sometimes randomly in the evening. The lights light up. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, like why are you lit yeah. right now? What triggered that? Yeah. It's like the uh, that scene from the poltergeist where yeah. the kid whispers they're here. Yeah, it's just like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to tell me something. Wow. Yeah. I woke up the other night, or like two weeks ago, with Google saying, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. Yeah. And I don't know if I was sleep talking or if there was a ghost or if like the ro- the robot revolution's coming. But <laughs> have you guys like gone back and listened to any of your recordings? Yeah. It's creepy. After, after right? you oh, did, no, I, I, yeah. yeah. I actually don't know that I realized that it, I knew that yeah. it kept, they kept track of it. Makes the it makes it real. It makes it real. Can you set an auto delete for those? I think there is some way to do that. Wait, oh, yeah. you're saying that I can hear my voice. Yeah. You can. Like you could, you could, you could hear like the late at night drunken Google questions that you didn't. Know I you don't want to hear that. That upsets me. <laughs> that that really upsets me. How much data storage do they have? They can record that many audio clips. Yeah. Like hey, uh. Google. <laughs> it's when the red wine kicks in. <laughs> order me a pizza. <laughs> can you order pizza on Google? I don't know. Why don't we try it? Hey, there's, Google. There's one behind you. Order a pizza. Yes. Oh, you huh. can. What is it saying? I think it, it runs through like the different menu options and then asks if you want them to call. It's oh, cool. another yeah. uh, Google, they, uh, Google Lens got updated too. Oh, yeah. And you can go to a restaurant now and hover your phone over the menu and it will tell you That's what right. the reviews are, what the most popular menu item is. and That's interesting. All that stuff. And they oh, were the, showcasing like some instant the, translations too, right? That too, that's been live for a long time. I used that back in high school to cheat in my Spanish test. You're but, the worst. Uh, the, my generation helped Google advance enough to help your generation. Yeah, your medal's in the mail. Yeah. Uh, the augmented yeah. reality too. Did you see the demo of the shark on the stage? I did not. Yeah, no. that's pretty cool. I gravitate more towards that kind of information. Now, is that like available for the masses? I don't think it's available yet, but it, they did a demo for a, it, or it, a, a use case where someone was studying for their anatomy class and they put a... Oh, yeah. I did see like the, the flexion, yeah. flexing arm. Yep. Because I think it'd be pretty cool if we had like a little projector right above the door and we had like a projection of a... Well, it's not projecting it. No? Nope. No. It's just... It's just like you. I clearly don't understand. <laughs> no, you could. I could put a body over there, yeah, but with my phone, and then I could walk up to it, but it only see it through my phone, but no one else would see it. I see. I see what you. I don't like. <laughs> so when they bring back Google glasses, right? I'm so ready for those. Yeah. So then, okay. So there still is a path forward for my vision here, what? which I, I'm what? gonna I'm gonna keep it a keep secret. Keep it secret. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. You're just gonna have to wait until. This is our new world. Until, you'll be stunned to see what you see in the office when you come in one day. Can't wait. Yeah. Every, everyone, everyone should read The Feed by M.T. Anderson. Just throwing that out there. Why? Like the social feed kind of thing? Eh. No? Something else? More or less Google in the brain. Oh, I see. But it's fiction. It's fun. I see. Well, it's fiction for now. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think that's it. Oh, oh we got to do our lightning round. Well, oh, and week. app of the week. Wow. Wow. So I picked the app of the week and it's called Solo Learn, which is a online based- For the anti-social. <laughs> <laughs> it's an uh, online based coding practice playground, basically, is how I think how they describe it, actually. And the only reason I put this in the app of the week is because I've been doing a lot of practice lately. I actually was excited today and showed Tim something that I coded. Uh, <laughs> I clapped for him. Yeah. And it's just, it's cool because it, it also gives you some lessons in, in your learning uh, with the platform. So Good. check it out. Is if there a fee associated with it? Not that I know of. Uh, there is this. Bills in the mail. Yeah. There is this, there is one play, play or uh, playground, sorry, that they, that they promote. So definitely okay. cool. Check it out. If you're trying to implement those uh, structured data, it's definitely a cool place to do it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, that is it time for the lightning round. Now it's lightning round. So right. the Google ads app can now create more types of ads on the go. I never found the app useful. I mean, that's good. On a related note to that, I they, there are some announcements. There were some announcements to the um, Google ads too. Yeah, obviously a lot um, more this week too. Hmm? A lot coming this week. Oh, are there? Yeah. Um, just I know around like you can have, you can use like, including image galleries, hmm. is one thing that really stood out to me as hmm. as potentially a a nice draw. Podcast episodes and search results. This is directly so it's from Google Play. So if your podcast is on Google Play, like ours, uh, you can go like if you were to search it, you would find it in search results. Cool. Google Lens will soon show 3D and augmented reality images. We just went over that. A uh, hundred things announced at Google I/O 2019. This is just a cool article that rapid fire everything that you should know uh, without diving too deep. It links out to a bunch of these different sessions. And the last one is the new Google News. And that's basically updating how they structure <clears throat> all of the uh, news articles and make sure that they're populating the, or, or trying to populate the original sources and stuff like that. They give it, they actually give a really cool breakdown of how they're restructuring it uh, on their website. And then just because I just checked HubSpot's product updates, one, one thing just jumped out at me today. Um, heads up, changes to send later in Gmail. It'll no longer be effective as of May twenty first. Oh, interesting. I wonder why. I don't know why, but I'll we'll include that in the show. Oh, notes. I bet you because I think that's a feature that Google's adding or already has added. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do it anyway. But that's cool. That's cool. Uh, yeah, lots of new uh, search ads stuff. Or Google Ads in general, because they're they're cramming ads into everything you use now. I'm wondering if what I saw was actually from this week. Then probably if not from. Yeah, so we've recorded. Uh, we've I'm sorry, we've mixed up our recording schedule a little bit. Historically, we've recorded um, the stack on Thursdays, occasionally Fridays, um, <laughs> and we we try to kind of go through all the news that was announced that week. Now and it's Tuesdays. And I, I've noticed that like all the best marketing stuff seems to come out on Fridays. Yeah, a little weird. Well, which Bear, is good why we in the weekend. Yeah, and then like you know, we by the time the next week came around, I kind of forgot about all that stuff yeah. that happened on Friday. So, but now we're a couple of days earlier, so yeah. you know about it. Yeah, so we will adjust. Um, but let us know what you thought. Leave us a review, and we will see you next week with another episode. Ciao.